0: I'm trying hard not to show it, baby, baby. But, but baby, baby, baby you I know I it, you've lost that love and feeling, whoa, that love and feeling, you've lost that love and feeling, now it's gone, gone. gone. Baby, baby, I get down on, on my, my knees. knees for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: that's too much fun. <laughs> too much. Yes, you can. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Wildcast DM podcast. We are here live again in Melbourne, Australia. And uh, we are blessed once again. I'm I'm here on my own today. Uh, there, there, there is no Bob Bodgers. And uh, let me tell you, it's a wonderful feeling. I'm here with uh, Mr. Ross Fisher. Ross Fisher, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Let, let me ask you a question before I go uh, too much further. You are a pediatric surgeon, is yes, that correct? Yes uh, uh, no, Now, I don't know why you are not uh, a doctor. I, I figured it would be a Dr. Fisher. You, you You went through medical school, but you're not doctor. Why is that?
0: Because I'm a surgeon.
1: Okay, explain.
0: So, uh, a long time ago, when uh, a long time ago, when uh, physicians, yes. doctors, decided that they needed to do surgery, it was dirty. It was. It was dirty and it was brutal. They had no anesthetic, so to do surgery, you needed four strong men to hold the patient down. And that was no joy to then do the surgery. It's not like they were paralysed and ventilated and everything was easy. It was particularly brutal, particularly bad, and particularly nasty.
1: And so, so doctors, physicians, they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to do it. It was just chumps. So
0: historically, they would have someone who would the physician would decide that they needed to operate, and then they would get someone to do the surgery. And that's person would be a surgeon. I see. So, the barber's pole, you've seen that outside the barbers? And you see the the white pole with the red that runs down it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the idea that that was a cut and that the blood just ran down. If you cut yourself shaving, the blood just runs straight down. But actually, it's a perfectly symmetrical circle that comes down. Because the barber knows how to use a blade. So, in the olden times, when the physician decided they needed to cut, they would get someone to do the cutting, and the person who was good at that would be a barber. Wow. Okay. Now, it's a little more exciting than that. Because my mind's already blown again. So, at this point, you would have a physician and a surgeon. And one of the other old-fashioned terms that we have in academic medicine is a reader. Have you heard of a reader in medicine? I have not. Okay, so in the UK we would have a reader, which is not a professor, but below that, and that's the person who would read the textbook for the surgeon to so do that the So that they operating. didn't have
1: to. Hold on, wait. So they were they were like giving him a play by play? Yeah, exactly. I see. So it's not it's not that they couldn't read. I mean, I know no. they were kind of low on the no. total. It wasn't. So could, the physician
0: yeah. would make the diagnosis. I see. And get them a surgeon. Yes. And the reader would tell the surgeon what to do.
1: I just want to say right now, um, I think this actually is, is a really good um, demonstration of who we are as men.
0: And stress inoculation. Exactly.
1: <laughs> we, we've got just absolute buffoons running around doing silly things to our bodies while we're trying to have a serious conversation, and yet we can center.
0: So, going All back right. to the surgeons. Yes. So, the physicians yes. the people who were entitled doctor. Yes recognized they needed to have surgery done there were some physicians who recognized that their knowledge of anatomy and pathology was better than that of the barber so some of the physicians stepped across the barrier of blood if you like and said i can do this i know what i need to do and rather having a reader and an intermediary do what i want them to do i can do this myself and their colleagues thought this was dirty menial and that therefore people who undertook to do that were lesser than doctors so they took to calling their colleagues who did surgery mister so an insult of saying you're not worthy of the title i see and so eventually the college of barber surgeons was developed so that people who did surgery were barber surgeons because they were like barbers
1: they they were cobs they were cobs I'm not sure what the phrase means,
0: but over time, there were physicians who did surgery and they took on the name of Mr. as originally an insult, but now a compliment. So that eventually the College of Surgeons evolved so that if you were a fellow, as I am, of the College of Surgeons, we are given the eponymous and bizarre title of Mr. So that we go from being doctor to being Mr. And instead of it being an insult, it's a
1: compliment right there. That is what you get from Ross Fisher. Wow. I, uh, I, I don't think it's transferred over to the US. Nope. No Nowhere
0: ex- apart from uh, some uh, in Australia, New Zealand, some people are aware of it. When I worked in New Zealand, it's easier just to take the name doctor because it makes more sense.
1: You know what? That, that, that's actually a, a, an amazing, amazing story. I like how you turned it around like, like you did it. But, but but how 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 the, how the profession turned it around turned a, a negative into a positive? I mean they're very they're very optimistic uh, specialty surgeons.
0: Well, if you think how bad it was in the 17th century, yeah, there's no anesthetic, there's no antibiotics, there's no sterilization, so surgery right. was just battlefield hacking shit off.
1: And and I've heard it. I I've heard you you have two medicines that you use, isn't that Both right? of
0: them are antibiotics. Yeah, they're
1: both <laughs> antibiotics. It's uh, cefuroxime and. and uh, uh, Metronidazole, so and, and,
0: and really, that's all you. That's all you need. That's that's all I. Well, so other people use them, but those are the
1: only ones I can prescribe. Fair enough. Uh, you know, we we could talk about these kinds of things forever, but but, I, but we've already taken so much of your time. What I do want to talk to you about today is something that you're known for, uh, really, worldwide. You are not known uh, for, uh, as an example, you, you you've explained to me in the past how you make assholes that's not what you're known for internationally though is it no no it's not you're not known for saving children's lives internationally is it no no what you're known for is your speaking prowess and your presentation prowess i i should have said that correct I, I misspoke your presentation prowess okay would you agree with that
0: i'm humbled by it but yeah that's all right. the case. So,
1: so uh, uh, give, give me the elevator uh, pitch when, 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 when you have your, your colleague, uh, Mr. Brown, uh, in, in the UK asking me, uh, geez there, Fisher, I don't understand why you're going all the way around the world for this. Uh, what, what the hell do they want to know from you? Uh, what, what do you tell them? So,
0: uh, presentations are about sharing information. The vast majority of presentations fail because of the nature of their delivery. So, I have considered presentations and have a way that works that changes your presentations forever.
1: So this is now—is this something that has come from a place of uh, a, 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 a frustration for you in the past, or, or some, Where where did the where did the original, you know, inspiration for you to start doing this come from? What?
0: I think the reality is we are all have that inspiration. We are all recognize that presentations oh, Yeah, but we're, shit. Not all,
1: we're not all Ross Fisher, though.
0: Okay, so I've thought about it. I've spent some time thinking about it. That's what the difference is. But, but why?
1: I mean, you have all these wonderful things to think about. Why did, why did you decide to think about
0: this? Because everyone has a story to tell. Everyone has insight. Everyone has research they've done. They have business plans. They have things that they want to share with people. And my real sadness is that when they do that, because of the way they do it, it fails. The analogy I use is, there's a quote from uh, Blade Runner. At the end of the film, uh, Batty talks about amazing things that people have done. And I use that and say to people, imagine the amazing things that you have done, whether it's research or invented a new procedure or saved lives and you want to share that information with your trainees or uh, someone you're teaching. The reality of it, though, is that when you do share it, it doesn't work. And what Batty says in the film is, I've seen amazing things you people wouldn't believe. I've seen attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I've seen sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser Gate. All of those moments will be lost in time like tears in rain. And my real sadness is that virtually every presentation you have ever been to is lost in time, like tears in rain. And my challenge is, having heard me say that, can you think back to the last presentation you were at? Of course we can. Can you remember one single fact that you were given? Lost in time, like tears in rain.
1: Well, wow. I, uh, I can. I mean, I can think of uh, plenty of, uh, of presentations of, of stories that have needed to be told uh, that maybe weren't told in a way that resonated, and they, and they, became, uh, 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 they became lost like tears and rain. Uh, thankfully, though, many of the attendees of the conference that we're at right now uh, are familiar with some of your uh, uh, approaches, isn't that right?
0: Okay, I wouldn't say it's my approach. I'm not that clever to have invented this, but a lot of think a lot of people are moving towards understanding that presentations fail, and there needs to be a better way. All right. So I am a signpost towards a better way. All right. I think way? I think that's
1: fair. I think that's fair. I, you're a very humble man, but I, but 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 you are known for this, and and so if you if you were going to uh, uh, kind of explain the the. the the, uh, the I know it's a, it's not a very simple subject but if you were if you were going to try to give me you know a one or two minute version of, of, of what it is uh, 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 that I can do as a presenter uh, to, to, to get better to be able to not have my story lost uh, what can I do?
0: okay so the first thing is the challenge that what we currently do doesn't work okay so you need to acknowledge that first it, well, the question is, can you remember the last presentation you were at? Or worse, can you remember the whole of your education? <laughs> and where did you learn your medicine or paramedic skills or anesthetic skills or nursing skills? Right. Was it in the lecture theater
1: Absolute, or Absolutely.
0: or yeah. was it on the wards? Was it with your chiefs? Was it in tutorials? Was it in your bedroom at night studying hard, <laughs> listening to podcasts like this? Certainly. So it's not from lectures. Lectures are a hugely inefficient way of transferring information. And
1: yet you've decided to focus on them as a,
0: as a, as a matter of course. OK. So transferring huge amounts of information is ineffectual. But transferring a passion an enthusiasm and encouragement is a very useful way of doing this because we can connect as human beings. And when we do, we can share a message rather than data. So, if you want to think of an analogy, rather than downloading a website, you can download a URL. And with that URL, you can then go to the website later and get the information.
1: Okay. I, I think I'm beginning to get it. So, so, what you're saying is that when you set out to give a presentation and, and, and you do so, you're not... The whole point of it for you, pretty much across the board, is not to... You don't think it's an effective means of, of, of conveying data. No period.
0: We all know that it isn't. It's just that we're not prepared to accept that.
1: And so when you give talks, the 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 goal is never to convey data or facts or anything. No, no, that's
0: that's not true. That's that would be a simplification. It is to convey data. It is to convey information, but just not the vast quantities of it. It's to give a message, something that people can take away. Because having taken it away, like a URL, which may be complex. It may be quite long, but with that nugget, you can then plug that in to the internet and get all the information that is connected to that.
1: How much much of a role does does inspiration play uh, in terms of inspiring the the, the, the listeners, the attendees? So, uh,
0: What is important is caring. If you don't care about what you're talking about, then your uh, audience won't care about what you're talking about. (laughs) So it's important that you care and that you transfer that passion in what you say to the audience. Now, that's easy if you're talking about inspiration or things that scare you, but not so easy if you're talking about the management of constipation in the community. But if you recognize the value of that and the change that you can make by that, then you'll start to get inspired. So it's about changing it from data to what it means. So. Uh, the phrase I use in my talk is it's about changing the what, what what data, what information, into a so what. So what does this mean? So how will this change? So what difference will this make to my life? And so it's, it's about data. It's about information. But making that appropriate for the audience and turning that into a way that they can accept it. So it's not about the speaker, but about the audience.
1: That's fascinating. Um real briefly i mean the, we don't we don't have time to go into it uh, and, and you certainly don't i know you're a very sought after gentleman uh, can you briefly touch on the three aspects of the of the p cubed sure. it's not p3 right it's not it, it, p3 is the third p it's not p3 it's p cubed all right okay. and that that is yours Yeah, I think I'm the
0: first person actually just to have written it down. I think lots of people have had these ideas. No,
1: no, you're not the first person to ever write P cubed down. Mathematicians do that. Absolutely. But but in the context of of, of presentations, I think you're the original. Okay. So,
0: the value of a presentation is the product of the three parts of the presentation. So, when someone says to you, can you email me your presentation? You should say to them, no unless you email me a ticket to come and deliver this. So, the presentation is made of three parts. The presentation, the presentation, and the presentation. People okay. hate that. So the first
1: presentation is But you, s- you're not saying, I'm not not to interrupt, but you're not saying they're all the same. It's not like no, uh, location, location, location. Hell no. It's, it's actually that there the, are the different types of presentation. Three separate
0: parts. The first part, what I call P1, is the story. That's the data, whatever you've crafted it into, as I use the example of Romeo and Juliet, is a story. P2 is the supportive media, what most people consider their PowerPoint, but it can be visual aids. If we work with the uh, Romeo and Juliet thing, that's the stage, that's the uh, lighting, that's the props. P3 is the delivery of that, and all of those three together give you the product so you can have a great story you can have great supportive media <laughs> I, I
1: think Mumble, what you just did was was you, you butchered p3
0: butchered p3 yes so 0 times whatever else you've given is 0 yeah it doesn't take doesn't take a ross fisher to figure out that 0 times anything is 0 okay so turn it the other way around most people's presentation is in fact their powerpoint or keynote or whatever you use and if we give that the factor 1 That is also their story because they typed it straight in there. Mm,
1: So they typed it straight
0: in there and then they read it straight out. So that's one times one times one. one. That's one. Okay. Okay, so if you improve those parts of your presentation just a little bit, you make your story a bit better, you make it two. You make your supportive media oh, a wait, bit wait, better. Wait, 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 it's wait. two, and your delivery is a bit better because you're not tied to the script and reading it out.
1: It's two times two times two, which makes which 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 which, which makes eight, which is not six, which is what I would have thought because it's it's not additive. It's, it, 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 right, it's 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 right. It's the product. It's the product of the three. Now, the
0: interesting thing to remember is if we go back to Romeo and Juliet. Yes. At the Royal Shakespeare Company in London. Right. But delivered by a bunch of 11-year-olds... Chumps. ...who forget and trip over and get their lines wrong and come on from the wrong side and kill Juliet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The product of that is not much, is it?
1: No, it's, it's going to be, like, very small.
0: Unless you are their parents in the audience. Wow. And the real thing about presentations is not about the speaker, but about the audience. You said that
1: twice now, which makes me think it's important... We're good. I'm beginning to learn a little bit, Mr. Fisher. So
0: it's not about me thinking I've got an awesome presentation, an awesome story, and awesome slides. But if, if not- I stand up and the audience hate it, the value, the P cubed value that I call it, is poor. This
1: this it's is all cool. about
0: the audience.
1: Yeah. It plays back into education, too, because it's exactly. you, you do kind of a learner needs assessment we talk about. You're doing an audience needs assessment. That's you right at the very beginning. Right. You need to assess what they need to get out of it. Yeah. So when I said
0: that. I propose a radically different solution, most people start with their PowerPoint. They just type it in there. They put all the facts in there, and that is their script. That is their slides, and that is their delivery. And ultimately, is often their handout as well. And in presentation, geek language, we call that a slide you meant. It's all of those things, and it's none of them. What you need to do is start at the very beginning and say, what does the audience need from me on this topic? And that audience is different every time. And then you craft the story around the audience needs, and then you illustrate that story that you have crafted, and then you deliver it appropriately to your audience. And that's why it's
1: radically different. This is great um, last thing before I let you go La- very last thing uh, real briefly can you can you tell me what, what, what your workflow is if you're tasked with a new story that you want to tell and maybe maybe story is not the right right word if you're tasked with a new message that you want to not uh, 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 let, let die let's not, not, not die like tears and rain. Oh. Uh, how you, do I do it? How, yeah, w- what's the actual workflow? What's the process? Where okay. do you start? So,
0: where I start with is what is the audience need? What do the audience want to hear from me? How am I going to move them from where they are with that knowledge to where I would like them to be?
1: So you're saying that, but that's that's a thinking process. I mean, oh, totally. So are you? It might sound silly, but I think this is uh, really really important for a lot of us. Is is, is that on a walk? Is that on the Okay.
0: So, uh, a simple way is of explaining it is that there's a, a blog post on that. So if you put in hashtag H-T-D-A-P, how to do a presentation, that will take you to a walkthrough that I did of a talk that I was giving Great. to our medical students. So it's all there about how you think about the audience, how you want to change the audience, and what we call the journey of a story. Every story has a journey no one would listen to Cinderella got married. Right. There's no excitement in that. So you have to build that. And that's in presentation skills, what we call the sparklines. Three little stories within that. So Cinderella, how does she get to the ball? What does she do when she's at the ball? And when she's at the ball, how does Prince Charming find her again when she runs away at midnight? Now you've dodged the question. So how do I do it?
1: How do you do it? I mean, are you when, when you're doing your thinking, are you doing it in the OR?
0: Uh, lots of places. It, 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 once you recognize who the audience are, then you need just to think about how are they thinking about you when you stand on the stage? And what are they looking for from you? So then uh, that, that's creativity. There is a creativity to it because we're not simply reading it out. I'm lucky enough to commute for an hour and a half.
1: There you go. Now we're talking. I knew we'd get there together, friend.
0: Okay. So right. that's a space. You need space to think your space, wherever it is. So the the talk I gave that's how to do a presentation, I was at home for the weekend, so I went for a walk with the dog, and then I got on my bike and cycled 30 miles.
1: So if you're on your phone, constantly reading, or, or, or you're constantly uh, distracted, you're no. not going to be able so to have the The time. best
0: way to plan is what uh, Gar Reynolds, my sensei, calls analog. A piece of paper and a pen. Draw circles, draw maps, whatever works for you. Don't... Open your PowerPoint until about eight to ten steps right. down this. Just start with thinking and writing and wondering and crafting because it is a craft and it takes practice. It doesn't take PowerPoint and you typing into it.
1: Well, with that, I mean that that's that's more than we could have ever asked for, Mr. Fisher. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on the Mine is a show. pleasure. Thank thank all you. right, thank you. <laughs>